on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No way, man. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you do not have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Ross Blotcher. Nope. And today, we are coffee fanatics. Yeah. That's funny. I uh, was thinking, oh, I feel kind of low energy, but I've had my coffee today. You have? I have had my coffee. And yes, you I... are not a coffee liker. Not a coffee liker. I'm not typically a coffee drinker, mm-hmm. but I've been drinking lots of coffee for this podcast. Yeah, I know. I pitched to you, like, what if we just do a bunch of coffee stuff in a row? And, and you were game. Yeah. You're like, let's get it over with. <laughs> well, I thought, well, at least, yeah, if you lump it all together, it's going to make it easier, I suppose. It'll certainly be done faster. Yeah, there we go. So recently we talked about Magic Mind. Yes. Which was a supplement you add to your coffee. We wrote Trebuchet, uh-huh. the, the kindly <laughs> representative who sent us a box. Haven't heard back. Did you call him Trebuchet in the email? Because that could do it. I told him that he was Trebuchet okay. in the episode. <laughs> okay. I yeah, knew yeah. he would get it, but I figured sure. better he hear it from me than later from me. Yeah. Oh, so true. <laughs> it's better to hear it from my Better friends. to hear it from me directly than from me indirectly. <laughs> Sent by you. Anyways, this time now, he's the one not responding to emails quickly. Okay. Before that was me. Anyways, so that was one supplement we tried. I don't think we were too impressed, especially with the cost. And the taste. And the taste. I found the cost actually great. Really? Yeah, because like you seven... paid for it and oh, I okay. pay you back. <laughs> seven bucks a bottle like, for yeah. two ounces. I don't know. Like for me, it was like just the perfect price. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, this time around, we're trying a different coffee product, which we've uh, heard about for years. It was kind of a trend that then tapered off. I think it's still a trend. There's still lots of people using it, and mm-hmm. I guess I should utter its name. Here it comes. Or butter Here it its comes. Oh, that's a hint. <gasps> Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. Yeah, it carries rubbing her eyes. Yeah, I have like sunblock in my eyes or something, oh. which is weird because we're recording this at the nighttime, and I'm like, did this take all day to enter my eyes? <laughs> I put it on this morning. Oh, no. All well, right. anyway. But it's not you rubbing your eyes because like, I'm sleepy. Oh, I, I am coffee. also sleepy. Okay. okay, let me tell you, Ross. Ross, is it? I'm Ross. My dog is old, and she has kidney disease, and she's doing quite well. She's pretty stabilized, but boy, kidneys do a lot of fucking shit for you. Yeah. Well, a lot of fucking pee for you, mostly. Mm. And once your kidneys are not doing so hot, water just pushes on through you. Oh, geez. So there's a lot of pee going on in my life right now. There's just so much pee everywhere. Anyway, the point is... During the night, I get woken up by, say, a loved one peeing on me a couple times a night. And yeah, it's okay. And also, she's starting to get like some nighttime confusion. So she'll pace around. So, this is why Carrie's tired. Yeah, nighttime has been a little tough. So I was like, well, this is a good time to try out a super duper coffee. A a real pick me up. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I should say that. Everywhere I've seen claims of how long the energy boost from Bulletproof Coffee lasts, you know, it doesn't go all day. We are recording at 9 p.m. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not faulting the Bulletproof Coffee for oh, sure. uh, feeling like we're winding down sure. for the day. But uh, yeah, Bulletproof Coffee, what is it? Okay, Ross, is it? It's I'm Ross. a confusing item. So it's some kind of special coffee. And 
If you go to their website or you look at one of their boxes or you read a blog about them, you'll get this real cacophony of claims. A melange? Yeah, of claims. <laughs> so I've heard it stated that it will give me more energy than regular coffee. I've seen it stated that it's just healthier for me in some way. Yeah, um, I, I found this brief little summary oh, okay, that seemed yeah. representative. Okay, cool. Bulletproof coffee is a growing diet trend that combines coffee, oil, and butter as a substitute for breakfast. Mm. Promoters of the drink claim that it prevents hunger and provides lasting energy and better mental focus. However, there is not yet enough evidence to confirm its potential health benefits or risks. Uh-oh, medicalnewstoday.com is getting ahead of us. Oh, medicalnewstoday.com is also not a great yeah. website. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah not a great source. Before, yeah. <laughs> Interesting that they would be kind of circumspect about it, but they gave a good summary of the claims there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so sometimes it's put in terms of productivity. And sometimes I see the claims put in terms of overall general health or weight loss. Mm -hmm. And this butter thing seemed at first to be central to it, that you needed to put butter in the coffee for it to do whatever it is it's doing. Yeah, which is kind of why we held off on this for a long time, because Carrie, if you don't know, is yeah. vegan. Yeah, I try not to buy Butters. products that required animals as much as I can. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pragmatic about it. But yeah, I was like, boy, this feels wasteful to just be like, Hey, cow, you've been making all this stuff for your kid. I'm going to take it and put it in my coffee because a guy on the internet says it's going to do something special. It's just that doesn't make me feel great. Yeah, and not any old cow either. This needs to be a very specific cow <laughs> oh. that's been grass-fed. Oh, yes, 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 a grass-fed cow. But we'll get into that. Bless her. You know, you mentioned wanting to do it, and so I went and looked, and there was a vegan recipe oh. condoned by Daddy Bulletproof on the site. So I was like, okay. But I look at this recipe, and it's like, just drink our coffee. Just, like, get our coffee. Mm -hmm. Put some of the oil in it. Mm-hmm. But just don't put the butter in it. And I'm like, well, hang on. I thought the butter was central to your deal. Do I need to replace this? So I emailed them and asked and they said, no. Okay. Okay. They basically said the butter's for taste. Yeah, I was, <laughs> which, okay, no. What? That's wild. Yeah. So in direct email correspondence, they said, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I really was expecting them to give you certainly a response that said, okay, yeah, we have a way to deal with this, you know, for vegans to be compatible. Here's this other thing you can buy from our website. Yeah, exactly. Not just it's for taste, which is Pretty not compatible much. with the claims I've been reading. So, okay. I can tell you exactly what they said. Okay. Okay. Hello, Carrie. There is no need to add or replace anything for the ghee. Ghee being clarified butter. It is parental for taste and consistency foremost, but not necessary. That just seems at odds with everything. I wonder if they're just trying to make you feel like you're not missing out, like it's a stronger, stronger. I mean, I feel like they're just sort of like whatever. Gets you to buy our product. Yeah, whatever's the top edge of what this particular person is going to be willing to buy from us. We want to hit that. We're not going to try to go for further because we're doing volume here. Yeah. That's the top edge of what she'll do. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Uh, well, I was going to start talking about Daddy Bulletproof, mm -hmm. but DBP. maybe we'll just quickly say Bulletproof coffee, I think we've hinted at this, is made out of three main components. You've got your approved 
bulletproof coffee. Mm-hmm. Got to have that substrate. And then you add, as you were saying, the clarified grass-fed ghee. Let's see what it says on this. I'm holding a jar of said ghee. It says, made from the cream of grass-fed New Zealand cows, bulletproof ghee is a great alternative to butter and cooking oils, as versatile as it is delicious with a creamy and buttery taste. Okay, talking about taste. It is perfect for cooking, roasting, baking, and sautéing. Try it in place of butter in bulletproof coffee to power your day. Huh. Okay. Not a lot of elevated claims there. But we have a third ingredient, and that is oil. Yes, and I love the name of the oil they sell. Brain Octane Oil. Yeah, Brain Octane C8 MCT Oil. That sounds important. And the MCT stands for medium chain triglycerides. Okay. I'll read again from this bottle. Brain Octane C8 MCT oil is no ordinary MCT oil. Mm. Sourced purely from coconut, it contains the most ketogenic MCT oil, pure C8 caprylic acid, an easy-to-absorb, high-quality, smart fat, that rapidly converts into brain-powering, fat-burning ketone energy. And then we have a little, uh, not asterisk, but one of those little crosses. And at the bottom it says, These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay. All right, but then it continues... Brain Octane C8 MCT oil helps control cravings, jumpstarts your metabolism, and improves cognitive performance to keep you sharp. Ah, yeah, so this is hinting at something that's big in the Bulletproof community, which is the keto diet. And let's just be clear from the beginning, we did not do the keto diet here. The Bulletproof people are very clear that while the keto diet is the best diet you could be following, in their opinion you also can still get the benefits from Bulletproof alone without doing the keto diet. Yeah, and there is a like specific Bulletproof diet, which is very close to the keto diet. Mm-hmm. You know, ever so slight modifications and recommended materials that you consume. The keto diet, of course, being high fat, low carb. Yes. Some variation thereof, but... Very hard to do as a vegan. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we also did not get into the Bulletproof diet, I have been reading the book of that name and am about 60% of the way through it. Uh, Yeah, thank you for your service because I looked at that book but didn't get to it. So yeah, were you inspired? Oh, goodness. Uh, Inspired, not quite the word. Okay. So I guess it's time to talk about... (laughs) It's time to talk about Daddy Bulletproof. Okay. Dave Asprey. Okay, great name. Ass right in the name. Sure, that's A-S-P-R-E-Y. He's the founder of Upgrade Labs and also the father of biohacking. We have oh, wow. we have him to thank for the term biohacking. Oh, really? Yeah. He, oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's an accomplishment. He's currently 48 years old, if that's okay. relevant. Biohacking, of course, is the movement to hack your body with various vitamins and supplements and improvements to make you the best human and brain you can possibly be. Yeah, just looking at every aspect of your life and, hey, I've noticed that I sleep. But what if I sleep the best that you possibly can? And what does research have to say about it? And how can 
can I optimize it? And what's the best thing I can eat right before I go to bed? And what's the perfect amount of time I should be asleep? Is it six hours and 15 minutes or is it six hours and 45 minutes? You know, kind of that level of specificity. Oh, I'm eating this thing, but could I be buying a better version of it that comes from New Zealand and ordering that instead? With every aspect of your life, exercise, what have you, you know, how can I optimize my longevity that's usually a big focus i want to live extra long how Mm -hmm. do i squeeze every little thing i can out of life and uh, i assume he lives this ideal because it seems like that is his real focus is just optimization of the human form we've talked about it in various ways on our podcast because a lot of the things we investigate are about you know like living the best life Mm -hmm. through products through exercise regimens through diet what have you yeah and usually these are things that are sort of on the cusp or presented as such and it can be really hard to tell what's actually going to one day be accepted science and what won't be until it's tested so you're probably getting a big mishmash of both but yeah we've talked about this as well when evaluating similar products like magic mind that we recently covered in that uh, they'll kind of latch on to a little bit of evidence, a little bit of research, mm-hmm. and kind of make big claims there like, oh, we saw a 2% benefit, therefore we've established that, yes, this mm-hmm. is a helpful substance, so now we're going to work it into our product. Yeah, the difference between statistical significance and clinical significance, like something can show up as statistically significant when you test it, and still not actually have a measurable effect in people's lives when you actually implement this, and human error becomes involved, right. and you're on a big scale, and you actually see like, are people really getting more done? Are they really happier? That's a clinical significance question that's often just not even asked here. So yeah, I feel on the bubble about this because Mm -hmm. there are aspects in which I love taking in data and trying to optimize the way I live and to be Mm -hmm. more efficient. So I kind of get this. I do want to be the best version of myself. I do want to live as long as I reasonably can. Mm -hmm. If there was a way I could eat something in the morning and operate better throughout the day, Mm -hmm. I'm in. Yeah, sure. willing to try it. But at the same time, I think it can get to a level of absurdity. Mm-hmm. I think there is another end of the spectrum where you can just fixate so much on like, ooh, how do I make me, me, me so fast and hard and better? <laughs> yeah. It just turns me off at a certain point. Yeah, I get that. I mean, you know, if it's your hobby and it's just kind of fun for you, more power to you. But yeah, I, I get you. There's a there's a point at which that could just become sort of obsessive. There's definitely an element of great for you if this motivates you if you're really into it live your best life yeah because i feel like people feel this way about something near and dear to my heart planning like i love planners i love scheduling i love figuring out everything ahead of time and i've only discovered this about myself in the last like two years and then it just exploded and now i have like 17 planners and i just love it all to the point where i think well all right i'm glad carrie's happy with all her like poop emojis oh Oh, gosh, that's an OG log. Um, Yeah, yeah, log. Yeah, that one was one of my early planning. You're talking, of course, about my poop log where I put a sticker down every time I poop. I don't know that I need to keep doing it because I'm so regular now. Hey. Yeah. That's great. But I do still have to keep logging my migraines, so the poop stickers go down anyway. Fair enough. So, I mean, all of this is on a sliding scale of utility and also of just personal appeal and personality. Yeah. But as I was reading this book, it's just this flood of little hacks in his life and things he tries. And, like, I did searches for both at night 
and Mm -hmm. before bed in the book Uh just because he kept saying like I take a little bit of this right before bed and I do this before Uh bed and each time I try to picture him like you know (laughs) scooping out a hundred milligrams of this thing and and slurping it down or mixing it into something but then he mentions something else he takes at night before bed and I'm thinking okay so then you grab two pills of that thing as long as your night yeah like everything you've described is like half an hour of sitting there ingesting (laughs) various (laughs) substances before you go to bed and at that point he'd worn me down and one of them was just like I sent it to Carrie because it was just so annoying. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even parse this sentence. Okay. Here we go. Maybe this will make more sense in context. The solution I recommend is taking one to two tablespoons of hydrolyzed grass-fed collagen peptide before bed. Okay. It's just he had so many things like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That he was doing. And then there's like another regimen in the morning of things that you're taking at very specific times of the day. And it's just at some point your life would have to be ruled by this. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no convenient way to incorporate that kind of specificity. Right, right. This all reminds me of my ex-boyfriend who's a nice person and I'm still friends with, but I don't know if he'd want me to say his name. So let's call him Gabriel. But you knew him for a little while, and he would always have a snake bite kit on him, okay? He always had a snake bite kit. Pretty sure I know which guy we're talking about. That gives you an idea of this guy's personality. He was like, maybe I'll run into a snake. Maybe the snake will bite me. Maybe I'll be out of range of help. Maybe I'll need to cut into my own flesh. (laughs) Someone else suck the venom out. I better have a snake bite kit on me at all times. That's who Gabriel was. And I feel like bulletproof coffee and this whole method would really speak to him. One time he told me that if he could have any superpower, he didn't want one. He wanted a tail. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of people that would agree with that. Sure. But just that you'd hear that question that everybody hears all the time and you wouldn't go flight, x-ray vision, whatever. You'd be like, I don't want one. I want a tail. It's just it, I'm changing it's a whole the rules different of the game. kind of brain that does this. <laughs> I'm changing the rules because I want a tail. <laughs> I'm so glad you set up a sentence that allowed me to talk about how bad <laughs> I want a tail. Anyway, he was a lovely person, probably still is, isn't dead, but I think he'd love Bulletproof Coffee. Okay, so Bulletproof, that term is used in the book as referring to things that you can ingest that have no downsides. So a Bulletproof Mm. food Mm. is something that just has all of the benefits with none of the setbacks. And then on the opposite side, so think of like Superman being bulletproof. You know, you can't shoot the guy. It'll just bounce right off. Uh On the other end, you have kryptonite foods. Those are things that are just never good for you. You should never Mm. have them. Okay. It doesn't seem like anything could truly have no downside. Clearly, you know, we've left a lot of room in between uh, for things that are kind of good, but not as good as they could be. Yeah, for all of the world. Which is perfect for a biohacker. So constantly he's... Listing things that, you know, you might think are good and important, but it'll say, you know what, actually you should be having this instead because it's bulletproof. Mm -hmm. For example, like, sure, fish oil, lots of people recommend it. It's good for you for this and that. But you know what's even better? Krill oil. I see that. Squeeze squeeze those krills. (laughs) Okay, got it. Drink their oil instead. Okay, okay, I see. I'm trying to think of another example of that. Uh, He'll talk about... And this is all getting into the diet. Again, we're not fully covering the diet here. That would be another investigation, which we may embark upon at some point. But he'll talk about supplementation and say, ideally, you don't want to be taking 
pills for things when you could have it in your diet, which I would agree with. Mm. But he had like specific reasons for that. For example, oftentimes the pills don't have enough. Like he recommends much higher dosages than are usually recommended for supplementation. Okay. Great. Okay. Could, yep. could be Al- already, harmless depending on what it is. Could be harmful depending on what it already is. Already a little bit of a red flag there. Mm-hmm. But also he rightly points out that some things are more bioavailable in certain formats, meaning Mm -hmm. it'll be incorporated into the body more easily. Mm -hmm. Say vitamin D. That was one Mm -hmm. I think that he pointed out. Like, sure, you can buy like a powder or pill or gummy or something, but there's better ways to get it into your body. And just before you get 400 emails, but there are still great reasons to get vitamin D supplements because a lot of people just like yeah. aren't able to make those things happen. They're not able to be out in the sun enough. They're not able to eat a bunch of mushrooms, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. These are and pretty good stopgap measures in those ways. That's a good point to make. And I think he would agree with that, too. He'd say, yeah. if you can't get it the optimal yeah. way, by all means, get it the next best way. Totally. But one he made that specific point about was B12, saying that you really need to get it from animal sources. It's just different mm-hmm. and better. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. good enough. And he even called out. He said, you hear that, vegans? Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I you didn't, but I'm hearing it now. Things with omega-3 fatty mm-hmm. acids, good. Things with omega-6 acids, not so good. Not okay. bulletproof. Avoid those. So that's kind of what the bulletproof diet is also leaning towards is how do we get these optimal best paragons of each nutrient type that you need in your life in your diet and get you to avoid all of these uh, kryptonites. I would love to know if there's anybody listening to this who's like, oh, I follow all of these things and I'm not rich because I feel like a hidden element mm-hmm. of this is class and like you and I were able to afford this. We're doing okay, but we're not super rich. But yeah. like to make that your whole thing and to follow it that closely just starts to suggest a flexibility in your life that is elusive to most people. Sure. It certainly is a privileged position to say, hey, I've got enough of my, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs solved. Uh, You know, I've got enough respect in my life and shelter. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. you know, not only do I have sustenance, but I'm so much sustenance and so much spare capital that I'm Mm -hmm. going to really refine this sustenance to the like the optimal. Right. Perfect. Yeah, certainly. I feel like that tinge on this is Real. justified. Yeah. 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 It's it funny because as I was reading this, one of the counters to over supplementation mm-hmm. is often like, hey, you're spending all this money, you're eating all these nutrients that your body just doesn't even process, and all you're getting from it is expensive pee. Mm-hmm. And he kind of ran with that. He says, Many nutrients need fat to help your body absorb them properly. Mm -hmm. In fact, adding fat to your vegetables or coffee helps you absorb their vitamins too. When you do that, you don't need to be afraid of wasting money on supplements you can't absorb. Worst case scenario, you end up with expensive pee. In fact, one of my goals as a biohacker is to have expensive pee. I want my body to have more than enough of all the vitamins Uh, and minerals it needs, but not in excessive amounts. Think about it this way. Expensive pee is a lot cheaper than cardiac surgery. Well, true. But that's what we call a false dilemma in my undergraduate <laughs> yeah. philosophy program. But yes, um, yeah, I mean, I get them a little bit. Sometimes I do think that people can go a little overboard with the antivitamin sentiments because 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really hard to express in a clear way how supplements best work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people who are like criticizing their overuse, which is a legitimate criticism, will then go so far that they're saying stuff like, you shouldn't even be taking supplements unless you're chronically low in that particular thing. Oh, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, there might be circumstances where you're thinking, I'm going to briefly be low in this, mm-hmm. and I want to sort of cap off the top of the tank. And I don't think that's that outlandish. And and there are ones that it seems just generally we do need more of. Vitamin D is one. Yeah, yeah. Iron, for many people, mm-hmm, is something yeah. that they need to supplement regularly. But I think, yeah, beyond some of the more well-known ones probably wait for your doctor to tell you like hey Mm -hmm. maybe you should have some more of this Mm -hmm. you know when you start eating your fish oil or whatever it may be yeah uh anyway i hear him like a little bit on this but yeah to then like have a goal of having expensive pee is a a little bit of a sillyism and it does then make you think of the people who have a hard time getting food in the first place sure sure Uh, i was confessing to carrie before all this too that for me This is just an area where I I don't get that interested. It's really hard for me to manufacture a lot of concern about optimized diet. Oh, I I think I could do that more for exercise. Mm. Um, But when it comes down to all of this just blanket of claims he was making in the book, it was just one after the other after the other. And sometimes I would stop to look them up. And then I was like, well, if I do this, it would take me a year to read this book. It's just (laughs) he's making so many claims so quickly. And it seems like he has... He, again, Dave Asprey, has kind of a a little special take on everything. Mm. We're like, oh, the experts say this, but actually, you know, cholesterol is really good for you. And there is some support for statements like that. Fat's really good for you. You know, Mm -hmm. there's some support for that. These things all have purposes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I found just elsewhere he kept kind of championing little causes where I went, I don't know if that's so supported. And the example I'm thinking of is not a medical one at the moment, but... Guess which one of our previous investigations ties in neatly here? Someone that we interviewed. Oh, grounding. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Absolutely. Earthing, grounding, whichever you want to call it. Oh, my God. How did I know that immediately? You did. Okay, so if you haven't heard it yet, we interviewed Clint Ober, who invented, eh, kind of invented, um, grounding and earthing, that concept of putting your feet directly on the ground so that you get the electromagnetic pulse through the earth directly into your body. And then he made special grounding mats that can do this for you. And Dave Asprey himself says... I'd heard about the idea that walking barefoot on grass for a few minutes makes jet lag go away. Being a rational engineer, I laughed at this idea. But I knew that raising body temperature by exercising in the morning is effective for resetting circadian rhythm. Oh, you see how this book goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So off. Anyway, so long story short, he ends up testing this out because he's a biohacker, always, you know, A-B testing on himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, he found out that, like, doing yoga outdoors barefoot was great. And then he tried doing it inside his hotel room and not at all the same effect. Ah. And so he realized, you know what, this must be legit. He says, then a few months later, I read about a cable systems engineering entrepreneur (laughs) turned biohacker (laughs) who figured out that electrically grounding himself had all kinds of positive effects on circadian rhythm and inflammation. He funded some small studies that showed grounding increases resilience because it speeds recovery, lowers inflammation, and normalizes cortisol. Clearly, he's talking about Clint Ober there and Clint Ober's, you know, little funded studies there that really didn't amount to too much. Remember when Clint Ober was like, if you were connected to a grounding mat, you couldn't even 
get hurt, and so I smashed my hand <laughs> onto his desk. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, hurt a lot. Dave Asprey became a fan of this, and then he talks about his sleep induction mat, and anyway, he goes into a lot of other things like that. But I did get overall the impression that he's excited by ideas mm-hmm. that are outside the mainstream. I get that. And uh, yeah, then he just kind of incorporates them, and also alternating with lots of things that I feel are well supported. Like he talks a lot about sleep. And he'll say, like, you know, it's good to avoid lights close to bedtime, yeah. especially blue light. Absolutely. So try to get, like, the warmer lights. And he gives uh, recommendations on how to, like, hack your software and stuff like that. Oh, the hacking analogy is replete. It is oh, you know, sure. constantly referenced. And, like, you know, he'll get into, like, real hacker language, being kind of a Silicon Valley guy himself. But then he's talking about the sleep thing, and he starts talking about like this product that he uses that came out of the Russian space program that you hook yourself up to, and then you can sleep just two and a half hours, and you can still have the most productive day and feel totally energized. It's like, well, what? What? Wait, he has this thing? <laughs> yeah, let me look it up real Dude, quick. Dude, this is what he should be talking about all the time, not his coffee that like makes you a little bit more productive. I can just sleep for two and a half hours? Cerebral electrical stimulators, or CES devices, which sounds kind of related to like our think investigation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have been around since 1949 when the Russians first deployed them on space missions using uniquely Russian logic. <laughs> the idea was that since it takes a lot of expensive fuel to put an astronaut into space, they could use the technology to let astronauts sleep less. So I'll skip. What? I'll skip forward here. Those weren't connected thoughts. Recently, okay. I set my CES device to run a carefully shaped, controlled microcurrent across my brain and put it into a deep state of sleep for 45 minutes, the kind of sleep that restores your brain and causes hormones to be released. This forced me to get more deep sleep than I otherwise would have in the only two and a half hours I had to sleep that night. I woke up full of energy and feeling as if I'd slept at least an unhacked seven or eight hours. Okay, but if this were reliable, you'd use it every night. You wouldn't tell me this one story. Right, yes. And the book is just full of that, and it's exhausting. Also, Ross, now we have to buy this thing. I know. I Okay, I'm looking at it. It's $299. <laughs> I'll say that we're is... We're about to buy it, aren't we? Of many, of many things he mentioned. Yeah, he said that it can cost anywhere from hundreds to even thousands of well, this one's down from four ninety nine to two ninety nine. We have to. Oh, I guess we have I to. I guess we have well, to. <laughs> all right, screenshot it or send me the link. Anyways, okay, I'll I'll send you the link so we don't devolve on this right now. But hang on, uh, we'll make sure to thank Dave Asprey for that suggestion. I'm emailing it to us and writing by this. Okay. Um. So I, so I I think that might transition a little bit into the story of how. Dave Asprey found Bulletproof Coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay. We read this together uh, shortly before recording. Dave Asprey was in the Himalayas, like you do, and a high altitude, like 18,000 feet. And he happened upon the tent of this old Tibetan woman who (laughs) took him in and fed him. This already doesn't sound true. Yak butter tea. Okay. Most believable part of the story. And he loved this yak butter tea. He slurped it down and he said, give me more. And he drank all the yak butter tea, this little 
Tibetan woman would give him, mm-hmm. you know, later on returning from the mountain. He said, that gave me so much energy. I didn't mind that there was low oxygen. What was so magical about this? And so very much like his other experimentation, he started trying all of these different things that you could put in tea. And so he got just butter and put it in there and like, well, that did nothing for me. And then he tried other types of butter and other types of butter. And finally he found Ah, it has to be grass-fed butter, and it has to be unsalted. If it's true that he got this on the top of a mountain in the Himalayas, I start to think of coca tea. Coca tea? Yeah, but you know what coca tea is? It's like the cocaine tea. Oh. And they give it to you when you go up on these really high journeys because it's really good for altitude sickness. Okay. And it's legal in many places. Okay. I'm just Googling quickly here. It looks like it's legal to take it up in the Himalayas. Okay. So like when I hear like someone goes up in the Himalayas and gets tea and feels a lot better, I'm like, you got a Ah. tiny amount of cocaine. Of course you of course, you felt better, and but much I like love the, that he walked down the hill and he's like, gotta be the butter. And much like the refiners of Coca-Cola, how can we substitute the absence of cocaine? Right, right. That's, that's interesting. That's just a guess, but that yeah. is where my brain goes. Good that's guess. interesting. I like it. Anyway, so he tried many different substances and then different types of teas and tried ordering Chinese tea and still not good enough. And so then he said, well, let's try putting it in coffee. That's my real favorite caffeine source. Mm-hmm. And I really can't let his vacation go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he talks about all these tests he did and had mm-hmm. people try different substances and then tried to run like some kind of clinical trials with people who are already part of his bulletproof team. So sounds like at that point he'd already, I don't know, the timeline gets a little confusing there, but he gets a study of like 54 people, mentions that people were dropping out. So who knows how many samples he ended up with, but he then tried the different types of butters with different types of coffees. So here comes another big aspect of this bulletproof diet. Okay. And that's mold. Okay. Yeah. Really out of left field on this. You were reading me a passage earlier and you said something about how, you know, normal coffee may have mold in it. And I was like, what? Yep. The final major class of anti-nutrients in your diet is mold toxins or mycotoxins. Most people are exposed to chronic low doses of mold toxins in every single meal, but they are invisible and particularly hard to identify. The more mold toxins you eat, the more damage they do over time. I probably would have never recognized this if it weren't for my familiarity with toxic mold. Then he's got like a backstory about being raised in several moldy houses. Oh, being raised in several moldy houses. Okay. From a couple different sources, they both looked at this and said... Yeah, improperly stored food. Yeah, I'm sure I eat tiny bits of mold sometimes. Yeah, we'll have mold contamination. But yeah, he's way overstating the case here. And and he's insinuating that any coffee that you just get in the wild, if you just kind of go yeah. and you're not thinking about it and you buy coffee from the local coffee shop, yeah, yeah. you're getting mold toxins. It's like a real big problem with coffee. Okay. And so he went to all of the extra effort to check every step in the chain of the production and the storage and the shipping, every aspect of making this coffee Hmm. and made sure that it was free of mold. So if you buy, as I have here, I've got my box of Bulletproof approved pods for the, you know, Keurig thing, though we have some weird knockoff Keurig, then you'll get this one that's, you know, mold free and it was weird he was showing these studies and the effect of the mold free coffee was greater than that of the butter 
Again, okay. again, kind of making you wonder what's the point of this butter. Yeah, really. I see that there is a whole little market of mold-free coffees. If I Google mold-free coffee, I get a bunch of different companies. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, can't speak to whether mold is a common problem in coffee. Maybe it is. Is his not? I don't know. It's one of those like, oh, a problem has been introduced and the solution has been introduced and okay, I guess I had that problem and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So we have this podcast where we don't just investigate these claims, we try them. Yeah. So you and I have had some bulletproof coffee. We sure have. But you know what else we've had? Love. <laughs> That's good. That's important. Yes. That's lower on the hierarchy of needs. First, you need basic sustenance. Second, you need security. And third, love. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Ross. It's so funny that you'd say those two words together because this episode is brought to our listeners in part by Third Love. That's right. And Third Love makes bras. Yes, comfortable, handsome bras. Including the 24-7 classic t-shirt bra which is designed for your body and even comes in half cup sizes, so you always get a perfect fit. They really do make very good bras. I wear yeah. bras, and I like these bras. My wife wears bras, and she likes these bras. What more information do you need? Sample size of two. We both like them. Happy customers. You know, the 24-7 classic t-shirt bras designed to be your everyday go-to bra with no slip straps that stay in place all day. And it comes in over 60 sizes and half cup sizes for your perfect fit. And they've got a fitting room quiz so you can get the right size and shape and workout fit issues. And of course, get the right style. Yeah. Have you ever had a bad bra, Ross? Can't say I have. Oh, here's a good question. You ever run into one just out in the wild? Yeah, I know of bad bras. Yeah. I've heard my wife talk about these okay, things. Okay, yeah. Boy, the ones that like poke you in your boob where you have trusted this thing. Yeah, you yeah. You are like, I'm going to put you right up there. Some wire gets loose or something. Yes. Poke, poke, poke. Oh, the worst. But it doesn't hasn't happened yet with my third love bras. And I love those accordion straps. I love them. They make me feel like Kevin Hearn of the Bare Naked Ladies, the accordion player. And they don't slip off my shoulders as much. Uh, my, my involvement is usually, oh, here, let me help you with that strap. If mm -hmm. I see a, a strap that has gone down the arm, that doesn't really happen with third love bras. See? And then also, oh, there's a tag sticking out. Here, let me cut that off for you. Also not the not case there. with third love because they print the information on the bra. Uh-huh. Brilliant. So you don't have to go and be like, oh, why do I itch so bad back there? Oh, because this freaking tag's still here. No, mm -hmm. it's not. No, it's not. So ditch your bad bras. Get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash oh no. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash oh no. Sounds like a great website. What if I wanted a website, Carrie? Oh, what are you going to do on it? Like history of supersonic flight. Oh, wow. Okay. So an informational kind of yeah. educational thing. Okay. You know, I would build it at somewhere that'll make it really beautiful, maybe has like award-winning templates that you can use okay. right out of the yeah. box. Yeah, I'd want that. Um, okay. So I'm going to vote for Squarespace. Oh, Squarespace. Is that the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online? 
that helps you stand out with a beautiful a website, website that engage your, your audience and, and sell anything. anything. Your, yes. Oh my your, goodness. Your, your products, products, content you create, and, and even your, your time. time. What's going on? Oh my gosh. We're both reading the same copy. Oh, the illusion has been shattered. Yes, yeah, Squarespace. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's where we house our own site. It's true. You can do anything there that you want to do with a website. Pretty much. Be ye a novice mm-hmm. or an expert. Mm-hmm. The tools are there. Yes. You can extend it. You can develop it. Or you can just, you know, click and drag and follow with the templates. Either way, you get a beautiful site mm-hmm. that's mobile responsive. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, darn it, I know I need to make a website, but it just feels overwhelming. This is a legit good place to begin. Oh, yeah. But- it's a serious platform. Like mm-hmm. I have web developer friends who uh, use Squarespace and in like... You know, you can also have a career, like helping people build Squarespace websites and like, you know, doing the extra fancy functions. Yeah, that tells you how rigorous this platform is. It really has options for everybody. And you can add online booking and scheduling for your classes, your sessions, whatever. That's cool. Yep. So it's really nice how it works because you can go there. You can go to squarespace.com slash oh no. You're going to want to do that. So they say, oh, this person hails from Ono Ross and Carrie Land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you start a free trial. So you don't put any money down. You try out the tools. You start building your site. Like you actually like get in there, get your elbows dirty. Mm-hmm. But that's just metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Unless your home has toxins and other dirty things, <laughs> Squarespace will not make you dirty. Or, or you're making a gardening website and you want to do it in the garden. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify the act of being... Anyway, you get it. Yeah. So you do that, and then then you decide, like, oh, yeah, let's go forward with this. Then you make the purchase. Yeah. And then you use the offer code, oh, no. Right, exactly. And if you don't like it, well, something's wrong with you, but it's okay. You can opt out. Again, head to squarespace.com slash oh, no for that free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code, what is it, Carrie? Oh, no! To save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Or domain. Squarespace. 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 When your cocaine tea runs out, Squarespace. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You're welcome to that, Squarespace, if you wanted to (laughs) use a pull quote or, yeah, yeah, have that be your new tagline. (laughs) That's for you. Okay, so yeah, I have been drinking Bulletproof coffee for a couple of weeks, off and on. So most mornings I already drink coffee. So I figured I guess the best way to do this is every once in a while have some Bulletproof coffee and every once in a while don't have some Bulletproof coffee and take some data as I go Mm -hmm. and see which days I'm doing better. Very good. I like your protocol. Thank you. I started taking Bulletproof coffee while we were working on Magic Mind because I thought we were all done with Magic Mind and then we decided to push back the recording of that one and I was like you know what I'm going to order that second box and so like I did another intensive of Magic Mind meanwhile I had already started like well I'm drinking coffee now I took a little break for my birthday like a three-day break Mm. enjoy my life without coffee and then I went back into it And so I started Bulletproof. After Magic Mind, though. After Magic Mind. Okay, okay. But 
Then yeah. we decided to do more Magic Mind. So oh, okay. I ordered more Magic Mind and I stopped Bulletproof. Okay, but there wasn't a point where you were actually drinking both on the same day. No, I'm not crazy. Okay, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. I don't think they ever got more than three days within range of each other. So at first, I was going down the street with my wife. We would walk to the Acai Jungle. It's mm. the name of a little coffee shop slash acai bowl place in Burbank. And she had noticed that they sold bulletproof coffee. And so mm. when I mentioned it, she said, oh, I know where you can get it. And I wouldn't mind having an acai bowl. So why don't you take me there? Okay. So we walked down, I ordered it. And it's pretty fun because, yeah, they add the butter, they add the MCT oil. It's all on the menu there, but they call it the Al Pacino. <laughs> Which I thought was fantastic. That's great. Because I've always thought, ha, your name sounds like a type of coffee drink. Yeah. And uh, now it is. So I would order the Al Pacino. If I didn't ask, it would come looking like they had maybe added some sort of uh, milk to it or something. Mm -hmm. And so then I started ordering it with oat milk. So it was kind of a lighter color than what I okay. ended up associating with Bulletproof. So I think they added that. Yeah, just... you sent me a picture and it looked more like a frothy latte or something. Yeah, yeah. But you could see the little floating bubbles of butter and oil mm -hmm. at the top of it, mm -hmm. like kind of mixed in with the frothy time. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's a little it's a little disconcerting. I don't know, it doesn't look too appetizing. Yeah, it's just gross. little floating fat pockets at the top yeah. of your coffee. But that's yeah. fine. I drank it down. And of course, that's all at the top. So once you hoover that down, then it's you know fairly smooth sailing through the rest of the coffee. Okay, well, my first adventure was just some black bulletproof coffee that I had gotten from Amazon, I think. Oh, yeah. So you can buy from Bulletproof mm -hmm. their own products, of yes. course. And this is Bulletproof, the High Achiever Energy and Focus Blend. What makes it High Achiever? Well, it's enhanced coffee. It has B vitamins, lion's mane, and coffee berry. Okay. Yeah, so this will power your morning with the ultimate coffee that gives you energy and focus to conquer your to-do list. Let me get a picture of your uh, coffee bag here. Yeah. And uh, it's looking depleted. Looks like you've been busy yeah. drinking this coffee. I've been drinking most of it. You're an so achiever. I'll show you, Ross, a video of the first time that I drank this because... When I first saw that oil at the top of the cup, it stopped me. Like, yeah. it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in black coffee because it's just floating there. Like, yeah. it is not supposed to be there. It's like a little island on your coffee. Uh-huh. Hello. Okay. I am trying Bulletproof Coffee for the first time. The actual branded Bulletproof Coffee. I'm so tired. It's morning. Uh, and I have a headache. So... I am making some tofefe. Right now I've got the water boiling. I have some information Ross gave me. He got the pod version. I got the actual beans. I'm not a, not a pod owner. So I'm gonna be doing the vegan version, which is condoned by the website. So I'm not putting in the ghee, which is a clarified butter. Uh, and uh, instead, it, it seems like I could just leave it out. Like from what I was reading on the website, I don't think I actually need to replace that with anything. I just still need to be using this disgusting oil. <laughs> disgusting looking, I haven't tried it. This, this oil. So I have to put a teaspoon of that in my coffee. And it's like, I think it's 14 grams of fat 
in a tablespoon and you're trying to work up to two tablespoons but all right we'll try it so i'm about to put the stuff together you probably heard the kettle my cat's here okay so it says to use 2.5 tablespoons for every eight fluid ounces i'm just gonna go ahead and make eight fluid ounces <laughs> good is this good content <laughs> we get seagullies asshole okay quick cup in there i have a french press here very french okay I'm supposed to mix that up but i don't see a wooden spoon okay i'll just try not to ding the sides got that Fortunately, according to the Bulletproof Coffee website, it seems like I can put any kind of non-dairy milk in here that I want to. So I'm gonna put this almond milk, oat milk, pumpkin spice latte thing from Starbucks that I just got, haven't had. Put a little of that in there. I guess I'm gonna put this oil in here. Okay. I don't love the idea of drinking oil in my coffee. Something about that. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I don't eat oil all the time. I don't, I don't know exactly why, but I, maybe it's just that it's not an association I have yet. So seems like I'm just crawling up to a tablespoon. So I'm just letting, this is like an actual spoon from the table is obviously inexact, but um, assume that's a little less than a real tablespoon. Okay. Now let's try this baby <laughs> okay hi Ella. my dog's below me okay here we go oh <laughs> it sure doesn't make your coffee look good does it oh wow okay let's see if we can catch this yeah okay oh <laughs> my god oh yeah I'm about to put that in my body. <laughs> Boy. Okay. My husband, my new husband, Drew, said that that was the weirdest thing is like seeing the oil on top of See what he means. Okay. Here we go. You tried it before? Yeah. He's tried it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, taste wise, tastes fine. You know, I'm tasting that pumpkin spice thing. The coffee's fine. I'm not really even taste wise. I'm not sensing the oil. So that's something. Okay. It's fine. Um, all right, so I'll be back later in the day. We'll see if I'm a superhuman or not. Yeah, pretty gross. All those bubbles on the top. Yeah, it reminds me of when you pour like oil and then balsamic vinegar on top, and the balsamic vinegar just sits in its own little pocket on top of it. Yeah, you know what uh -huh. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like that. But coffee, it's not what you want to see in your drink. So when I realized oh, I'm going to be drinking this all the time, I thought I should get my own kit as well, have a little more control over this, make it at home. Maybe save some money because, uh, you know, costs a lot to go to the coffee shop every day. Yeah. And they didn't open till nine, which seems kind of defeating. Oh, that's late for defeating. A coffee Yeah, shop. right? Yeah. I guess they're primarily an acai bowl shop. Oh, right. Okay. That makes coffee. Anyways, so I ordered the original medium roast bulletproof coffee. And it was like a starter kit that you could get from their website. It came with the grass-fed clarified butter ghee and it came with 
the brain octane oil, which I ended up splitting. So uh, Carrie yes, got hers thank from you. there. Thank you. Certainly. And the um, the main bulletproof box came with 24 pods compatible with most single serve brewers. All of that came to $79.27. Damn. Okay. That's a lot. That was with free shipping too. Okay. 24 pods. So presumably that's the ghee and the oil are meant to last over 24 drinks, or is it for more than that? It can't be because I still have, let's see how many. I mean, I've gone through a lot of them. I've had Bulletproof Coffee, I think, 19 times, and I want to say 13 of those were made with this kit. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I've still got some pods left over, but following like the amount of ghee they told me, to use, I don't have much oh, ghee left. Bees. Yeah, pretty close to gone. I didn't share that with you, so no. Yeah, you huh, just interesting. You, you like, yeah, it didn't seem like it was quite enough. Though it's strange. In the book, he mentions teaspoons, and on the box, it clearly says tablespoons. <sighs> yeah, mine said to start out with a teaspoon and work up to a tablespoon, which is what I did. But man, that's so much saturated fat. Yeah, and I figured since I'd been having it at the coffee shop already, you know, oh, I might as well start with the one. A tablespoon. And so I made black coffee. Mm-hmm. I stirred in the ghee. Then mm-hmm. I stirred in the MCT oil. And you want to see what mine looked like? Yeah, gross, dude. That looks like the tar pits. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, yeah it looks like the La Brea tar it's like, pits and it's where like, dinosaurs li- got stuck. Like, And it literally there's little bubbles coming to the surface and popping. <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. Did you think that too? Did you think this is tar? Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> I don't really like coffee to begin with. So it's like, well, all coffee is coffee. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've got this like oil slick and you feel it in your mouth afterwards. Mm-hmm. Not great. And then, you know, everything you touch, like, you know, you try to be as clean as possible. But that ghee can. Yeah, you're dealing the, with a lot of oily shit there. Yeah, and I, yeah, gross. Then Kara makes it for me one day and it comes and it's, it looks different. It's still got oil on the top, but it's a lighter color. And I said, oh, oh, interesting. have you added milk or something? And she said, no, I just frothed it. Ah, okay. And she's got this little battery-powered frother. Oh, yes, I've used those, yeah. This is so fancy. (laughs) So after making a few, like, oil slick coffees, I then learned to use this little battery-powered thing that has kind of a, well, I'm sure everybody else in the world knows what that is, and it's just me who is like, this is magical. Wow. Kitchen tools. I can make a frothy drink. Like, this is one of my later batches with just a lot of butter, so it's a lighter color. That looks more like chicken broth or something. Yeah, but it's the same. Like, I never added any other substances. So, But it it was always a little gross getting past that oil layer. But there you go. That was my experience. So what I started doing was I realized when we were reviewing Magic Mind that I was kind of judging days either productive or non-productive. And Mm -hmm. I felt like that just wasn't enough to go on. Mm -hmm. So I started giving myself subjective measures on a scale of one to 10 of how productive I felt that day. Okay. Oh, interesting. I did a similar thing, but tell me. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, as I mentioned with Magic Mind, I would already know in the morning, like if I felt I'm ready for today, even before Mm. I took the coffee. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying this. It's like, now the coffee is going to get credit for it. Because like, you know, I'd already (laughs) like have answered eight emails and I'd be like, I'd have files uploading and be like, okay, I'm going to go make the coffee. And like, now the coffee's going to get credit for me being super productive today. Anyways, but I also have days where it's just like, ugh, I just, I'll do what I have to do. 
but I've got an hour. I'm going to go lay down for a while. I'm just feeling really tired. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, so essentially the way I calibrated my scale was five would be sort of that, well, I did what I have to mm. and anything below that would be sort of like, yeah, I'm way like I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling. And then anything like seven or above, I'd feel like, yeah, all right, today was a pretty good day. And like eight, I'd feel really good about nine would be like, yeah, I'm on fire. Mm. So that was, that's my Ten, scale. you just become light in our sentence of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gave myself a 9.5 one day, but yeah, 10 I'm retaining is like that mystical day when it's just like, you know, yeah. it's nonstop. Anytime, like, I would feel like, eh, I'm going to watch a better Call Saul episode because I'm on that now. You know, like, oh, uh, did you finish Breaking Bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A long time oh, ago. Oh, my God. She yeah. finally watched all of Breaking Bad. I did it. He, I did for it. years, he was like, I refuse. I refused for so watch many years. It, but now I will. That's great. Yeah. It was good filmmaking. Yeah, good. Well, TV making. But yeah, yeah. it was well done. Still don't like Walter White's horrible person. I uh, <laughs> wouldn't have mind him dying at any point. Oh, wow. Yeah. He died. I've been like, eh, good. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, Brian Cranston, amazing actor. Sure, uh, I everybody. Brian Cranston. I, I knew you could differentiate him <laughs> from the character. I, I'm not saying like I have faith in the you. character was well performed, but bad. I'm judging him more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I, I knew. <laughs> I felt differently. Anyway, what, doesn't matter. You're rooting for him. I wasn't rooting for him, but like, I mean, one of my favorite things in TV and movies books i guess is like complicated villainry mm. and like this is how this person got here oh no i can follow all the steps from how they got there okay oh well that means that we all have like this capability and we have to have built-in checks and balances into our lives and like sure. that's all very compelling and interesting to me so i don't find it hard to ever get to a point where i'm like oh this is just like a bad person instead i'm like oh my god it's a good person who got turned into badness, yeah. which can happen to any of us. Oh, my God, which is very compelling to me. Sure, sure. I I agree, though. I don't think I bought into the gradation of him into his depths of depravity, like, you know, refusing mm -hmm. the help of the friends and, you know, like many opportunities at which he could have easily made things easier the legit way. I saw a little meme somewhere that said the Canadian version of Breaking Bad, Walter's healthcare expenses are covered. End. <laughs> End of yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, really. Anyways, now that you saying that just makes me think like, I want to like watch Midnight Mass with you. It's so good. Oh, I still haven't seen it. You're going to love this character. I refuse to watch you, why, it. You, why do you refuse to watch it? Why? <laughs> Anyways, we've gotten distracted. That was me just saying there will be a day where I'm being super productive most of the day, but then I'll, you know, take a break for a while and like yeah. do something low energy. And I was like, well, can't call that a 10. Yeah. I'm a nine now. Sure. Okay. Got it. How about um, you? How were you? measuring this i did two things so every day i kept a chart with the time i drank bulletproof coffee if indeed i drank bulletproof coffee i usually left two spots for it there was really only one time that i drank it a second time i think oh no there were two there were two oh, times i drank it a second time. yeah i've heard people kind of debating like do you have it multiple times and i thought oh why would you do that so I put down the time and then the amount of brain octane oil I was able to get down with it. The sentences we say. And then, <laughs> and then confidence and productivity, one through 10. Okay. Exactly the same. I did body pain just because I was having some headaches that week and I thought, well, if it's like wildly off, I want to compare that to the body pain. Sure. Yeah. Though I, I think that didn't really end up coming into play. And then... I left a column for hours worked 
but I didn't fill that in until much later. I was trying as best I could to stay the tiniest bit blinded. You can never truly blind yourself sure. in something like yeah. this. Yeah. But I thought it's easy for me to forget, like, did I have regular coffee this morning or bulletproof coffee? It just sort of went back to my day. So I figured if I just do some time logging and come back a week later and say, okay, so Tuesday you drink it, how many hours? And fill it in then. Oh, interesting. So did that all at the very end. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I was taking fairly detailed notes about what I did in each day, but I didn't turn that into any kind of useful data. Gotcha. Well, here's what's interesting, though. As I was drawing this up, I was asking myself, like, well, what would success look like for Bulletproof Coffee? And my first thought was, okay, if my confidence is about the same, but my output was actually greater, that would mm. be the bulletproof actually doing something above the placebo effect. I like that you said that baseline. Yeah, I I could have done something like that. Well, that's what I thought at first. Then I started thinking about it and I was like, is that really what I believe? Do I think it's better to have high output and not higher happiness and not higher confidence? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Is that what I want? And then I was like, If you're biohacking. Well, that's interesting. It's like, I think actually like, you know, American addiction to work is toxic and bad. Toxic okay. like a mold. Yeah. So it's like, maybe what I want is lower output and greater happiness. I don't know what I think is a winning standard here. So <laughs> as I'm like crunching these numbers, I was just like, I don't know. Okay, but. I love this existential angst that uh, <laughs> yeah, arose. Really? Okay, but do you want to know what the results were? Yeah. Okay, so on a day that I drank Bulletproof Coffee, I worked an average of 10.06 hours. On a day that I did not drink Bulletproof Coffee, but still drank other coffee, it was 9.03 hours. Okay. My confidence was almost exactly the same, uh, whether I uh, bulletproof coffee or not. Okay. So 6.57 if I drank it, 6.5 if I didn't. So provisionally, it looks like you're getting a little boost there. Uh, maybe a little boost in productivity with absolutely no boost in how I felt about my life. <laughs> Funny. Got to work more and feel the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well. Better than feeling worse. Yes. Doing more and feeling the same. You know what? Uh, Okay. As long as one's a wash. Yeah, I guess. Doesn't. But like, but I don't know if I want to be like working (laughs) extra time and feeling the same. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. And uh now I'm like, what is success? So anyway, now I'm just like, I'm moving to Hawaii. I don't know what work is for. So I'm curious, part of the claims with Bulletproof Coffee is that it's also supposed to substitute for a meal in the morning. Oh, right. Are you a breakfast eater and did you skip breakfast? Well, this is something that I think I noticed, but I was not logging, so I don't really trust anybody's brain to log this well but my sense of it is that if I drank my regular coffee and didn't have breakfast which sometimes I do I would get anxious okay and if I drank the bulletproof coffee and still skipped breakfast I wasn't as anxious it felt like it brought down my jitters okay I don't know if that's true though okay which is one of the claims oh is it yeah okay at least 
I'm trying to think if I saw that through an official like bulletproof source, but I feel like a lot of people were anecdotally talking about how, yeah, it removes the jitters. Because I know Magic Mind was saying that. Yes, but I definitely. I wasn't sure if bulletproof did. Yeah, I feel like it's just like one thrown on the heap, like an additional, like, hey, also side benefit having the butter there. You know? Yeah, that's what. It, well, so I wasn't having the butter, but I did have the oil, and I it did seem to make a certain intuitive sense to me that like having an additional thing in my belly might just like slow the caffeine going through my system i have no idea if that's true but that seemed possible okay um, oh, but here. but yeah i do if i drink caffeine and don't eat anything else like man i'm so anxious i have to eat something you know what come to think of it he was saying that it was the quality of the coffee the lack of the mm. mycotoxins that remove oh, the jitters molds that makes me anxious that makes you jittery so okay. so yeah you <laughs> okay theoretically okay. then you should have been experiencing that that's right well i'm a really bad subject for this because i don't normally drink coffee yeah and i don't normally eat breakfast so it didn't feel like me giving up anything to give up breakfast so the question is, does this extra caloric intake help me in any way? At least I could kind of compare it with Magic Mind. And I wish I was using that same scale of productivity so I could kind mm. of compare Magic Mind that way. Mm-hmm. Future reference. Now I know, you know to do that. I was. So let's see if I can compare mine. But go on. Okay. So while Carrie is checking her data. Yeah. Once I got my home kit, I had a 13-day streak on Bulletproof Coffee. And then before we recorded, I took three days off just to see, you know, give me a little bit of control. Mm -hmm. But kind of like you were suggesting with body pains, there's so many other factors involved in just your day-to-day performance. We also had like a record heat wave in this period. Yeah, definitely. I had a convention that I worked at like over a weekend. Yeah, I know. I kept thinking like, do I count Saturdays and Sundays? Like if I worked six hours on a Saturday, I should be pretty proud of myself. Right. I saw one reviewer who said that he would drink Bulletproof on the weekdays and then take off the weekends. But Dave Asprey himself claimed in the book that he's been taking it every day for over seven years. Mm. I've talked to other people who have, you know, done it nonstop. So I had like two weeks, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was keeping my records. But my comparison days that I have without coffee is a smaller sample size. But I will say my bulletproof coffee drinking correlated with a span of high productivity that I hadn't been feeling for a while. Okay. So I feel like I can subjectively say that I felt more productive on bulletproof coffee than I did on Magic Mind plus coffee. Okay. Now, again, that could be a lot of other factors. So, Including suggestion. Including suggestion, including just natural variations in Ross having a, like a good season and a bad season. Yeah. So when it came down to it, I also did notice, I would say, a very measurable bump in productivity based on the scoring. (laughs) Using Bulletproof, my average score was 7.4, and without Bulletproof, my average was 6.4. Okay. So essentially- your confidence level. My estimation at the end of the day of how productive a day it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one point higher using Bulletproof. Now, would you say you were- cognizant of this being a day I drank bulletproof as you were going through your day or did that knowledge kind of from time to time it would flit in and out like I said I would sort of like begrudge it like if anything I think I'm trying to like 
mentally throw the spokes in the wheels. You uh-huh, know, like, uh-huh. it's like, well, I don't want it to get credit for yeah, me having yeah. a productive streak. But yeah, I was certainly aware of it. And I was updating my journal usually like a couple times during the day. So yeah, I was thinking about it. But yeah, at least tentatively, I can't say it didn't help. Yeah. Might have some kind of positive effect. And I can't compare that against just coffee drinking, but I can kind of compare that against coffee plus that other Magic Mind product. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess now I was thinking today I made another cup of it and I was like, Cara, this may be my last cup for a while. <laughs> I'm so happy. So now I can see if I fall into just complete uselessness. And if so, maybe I need to reevaluate my life. This is always a really interesting position for us because we don't have enough data off of these two people, you and me, right. to say really anything. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think if we find like a counter example, like if things go really horribly. Yeah, that says something. Yeah, that, that says, says more something. at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny that way. But at the same time, I was saying to you before we started the average person who sits down with their bulletproof coffee does not make a freaking spreadsheet (laughs) to track all this. So even like part of that's sort of the luxury of having the show and having the structure and, you know, having done this for so many years, we can put in this kind of effort. But Mm -hmm. even we like can't really get to the bottom of whether this is legitimate or not. Yeah. Which kind of, I don't know, it sort of speaks to how these markets work a little bit. Mm -hmm. That they sort of skate on the top of human experience and the sort of things we can track and can't track. And like, maybe this works, I don't know, but it's just as possible that it doesn't and that it just falls in that space of things humans couldn't possibly keep track of well. Yeah. And productivity is in part a subjective score and energy level. There are coefficients that you can measure of all those things. It's kind of like pain sensation. It's Mm self-reported. And yeah, you'd want more people. You'd want to eliminate variables. But I think along the lines of what you were saying, I think something that's very telling is that these special diets tend to come as fads. They get a lot of groundswell support, word of mouth. They pass around. People try them. I think we had more people recommending Bulletproof coffee to us early on from Mm -hmm. like 2015 to 2018. Yes. And some of those people's names are Jillian, Adam, Will, and Adam. (laughs) Thank you, Jillian, Will, Adam, and Adam. And then they kind of fade out of the public consciousness. And I think things that work well mm-hmm. might tend to stick around. Now, I don't mean to make an argument from antiquity that like just because something's been around for a long time, therefore it is functional. But it does say something if it kind of doesn't burns out quickly <laughs> and sort of disappears from the public consciousness, which this may. This might. But it who might. knows? It I might don't not. Know. Which is why I'm going to put on our calendar, let's see, I'm going to say 10 years from now. Okay. Yeah, I checked the Google Ingram search, which only goes up to 2019 currently, but it showed a rising trend of mentions of Bulletproof coffee, so. Okay, September 14th, 2032. Whoa, okay, wow. Answer this question. That sounds so futuristic. We'll be alive in 2032, maybe. Probably. (laughs) Here's hoping. Answer this question on OnRack. Does Bulletproof Coffee still have a big fan base? Yeah. That sound right? Okay, yeah. Okay, it's on our shared Google calendar. Hey. Hey. Oh, speaking of. Yeah. 
predictions, Google calendars. <laughs> mm-hmm. We talked about an amazing prediction that one of our psychic listeners had, which was that you were going to have an excellent lunch that a very nice a lunch. Very nice lunch that day. Okay, so you leave my apartment. <laughs> and later we're texting for whatever reason. And you show me a picture of your very nice lunch. Yeah. And I flipped my lid. Yeah, yeah, Carrie got very excited about this. Because you were having green curry, mm-hmm. which you had never had and liked a lot. Yeah. And I had also had green curry for lunch from a different establishment. Yeah. And I mean, you've had green curry before, but usually you're a yellow curry person. Yes, that's right. But at certain establishments, I prefer the green. Okay. Make of that what you will, but... Good, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. It was so a good. very nice lunch. Very nice lunch, exactly. And sort of a notable one. I think that's the closest thing we've gotten to a hit in a minute. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, and also the queen died. But, oh, also but, the queen. But let's let's <laughs> let's save okay, something for right. the year end review. Yeah, but I'm doing really well on twenty twenty two, you guys. Which is what matters. Yeah. So we tried bulletproof. Yes, we did. What would you give it on a pseudoscience rating where one is something not at all pseudoscientific, like the theory that infections are caused by germs, Okay. and 10 is something very pseudoscientific, like humans have nothing to do with climate change. We should just keep on doing what we're doing. There's no problem here. Nothing to see. Balderdash. I was intuitively going to give it a less score than I gave to Magic Mind, but I don't know why. I mean, the book that I was reading was primarily about the diet, but Mm. just listening to Dave Asprey, Mm -hmm. I got all the vibes of just somebody who gets overexcited by new ideas and wants to run with them and will kind of give more credence to partial research than he should. You were listening to him on Dr. Oz, if yeah. that gives you an idea. Yeah, and they described themselves as good friends, and wow. Dr. Oz was all excited about this too. Yeah, they seem like peers there, and that's not a good thing. So I feel like he's kind of a shady character, at least in terms of the network of claims attached to this. I feel like it's a little more complicated than Magic Mind, mm. even though they had more ingredients. I feel like there's a larger, broader base of discussion surrounding Bulletproof, just because it's a bigger social phenomenon that people have heard of. And I don't know, again, it's really hard to separate out what's real from what's not. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a soup where I'm just kind of distrustful. I recognize some things as making sense and I recognize others as being overblown, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot in between I don't know how to evaluate and there's Mm -hmm. just so much of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, kind of judging the diet as well as the coffee, which by the way, side point, it's always interesting when you have a protocol like Bulletproof Coffee that's part of a bigger protocol to Mm. separate where people would say like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe you're not enjoying these benefits, but if you were really all the way in with the diet, then you'd really be optimizing your life. Which I did ask when I emailed, I said, you know, can I also not be doing the diet thing? And they're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Life will be good. Not as good, but good. Yeah, better, I, I guess. Better than it is yeah. now. Yeah. So, you know, we've got subjective measures, but they're broad enough to support being better than good, but not as good as perfect. Anyways, so I don't know. I'm going to say 7.5. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't even remember what I thought about Magic Mind, so I'm not going to try to differentiate those, but I feel like it's 
like a six. Okay. Uh, all the same reasons, just <laughs> less feeling about it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you could move me on it if you yeah. want, if you made minimal effort. But. For sure. <laughs> all right, what would you give this on a pocket drainer scale, where one is something not at all pocket draining? You recycle bottles that you've been storing, and they give you $2.84 for them. Oh, okay. Whereas a 10 is something very pocket draining. You get a knock at the door. Somebody says, sorry, I crashed my car into the front of your apartment and you're going to have to pay for it. Bye. And then they leave. Oh, boy. As someone who lives on the third floor, that sounds pocket draining because a lot has gone into that car going into my apartment. Yeah. Okay. How much was that kit again? $79 and... $72? for like 25 pods. Yeah. It's like $3 a pod. Gosh. And then, okay. That's interesting. I mean, I guess pods are a lot more expensive than beans. Let me look up how much these beans were. Uh, Carrie, they're magic beans. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 10 ounces was $14. So normal price for the regular coffee. That you do have to add the oil, which again, I found very cheap. Okay. By getting MCT. It from you. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. I was going to say, <laughs> but, but there's a special, you know. Yes. Um, there are many like this, but this one is mine. Yeah, I I don't think it's that bad. I, I don't know that it's worth it, but like, I think it's like a three. Okay. I'll give it a four, if for nothing else other than I would have lived my life just fine without it. Yeah. Fair. Forgot to mention, by the way, I chose the original, which has the distinct flavor of cinnamon, plum, and orange. I don't know how distinct they were. I never noticed that. <laughs> With a cocoa hazelnut finish? Okay. But there were other ones. There was the lighter breakfast blend, vibrant notes of milk, chocolate, orange, berry, and citrus. And then I like this one. The next darker roast was the mentalist, full-bodied Ooh. flavor with notes of cherry, almond, and caramel. And the darkest of all of the above was the French Kick. (laughs) Smooth, medium-bodied flavor with a smoky chocolate aroma. The French Kick is a fun name. Yeah. Okay, what about danger? How dangerous is Bulletproof Coffee? Where one is something that's not very dangerous, like giving blood at a reputable outlet and then laying there until you feel well enough to go home. Good thing to do. And 10 is something insanely dangerous, like you go to get your blood drawn They immediately say, wonderful, now I'm going to shoot it back in your eyeball. (laughs) That's Uh, a 10. Yikes. So most of the critical coverage that I was reading about this, we watched a quick Mayo Clinic video together. There was a Healthline article that one of our listeners sent us. The potential downsides are listed here as this being low in nutrients. If you are a breakfast eater and you're replacing that with bulletproof coffee, you could be missing out on some important nutrients that you were getting. Bless the person who needs that advice. Who's like, oh, food. Oh, I won't be eating the food. But yes. (laughs) Sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, helps to enumerate. Number two, high in saturated fat. Sure. Yep. That's what's in there. And, uh, you know, the Mayo Clinic video is making the point that you go from having what is essentially a zero-calorie beverage, or close to it, to having like a 500-calorie beverage. Yeah. Um, This was a concern of mine. And then, very much related, number three, it may raise your cholesterol levels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all of these are sliding scales that will affect certain people more than others. 
So, and you know, if you're accounting for that in your other eating behavior, yeah, God bless you. Take that for what it's worth. But you asked about danger. I'm putting it very low, just based on the bulletproof coffee alone. And say 1.5. Yeah, the potential danger is entirely going to be around how you organize the rest of your life to accommodate this. You know, are you making sure that your diet in other ways is not really saturated fat heavy, blah, blah, blah. And I know that people have totally different philosophies about how much to get and whether ketosis is healthy and blah, 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 all of that. I don't even want to touch here because they treated it as ancillary, so so will I. But yeah, you know, on its own, just like drinking this coffee and maybe putting a little oil in it and taking note of how much of all those things are in there, whatever, dude, you want to do it, go ahead, one. Yeah, anybody I know, if they told me, I'm drinking bulletproof coffee, I wouldn't be like, you might want to think twice about that. Yeah, I'd just be like, all right, why, what's up? Hey, I tried that too. How's it it doing for you? Dave? Yeah, Dave. Exactly. That's who would do this, Dave. Totally. (laughs) The name of the founder. Good buddy of mine. Oh, yeah. Good point. What would you give this on a creepiness scale? Where one is something not at all creepy. Okay. A bird lands on your balcony, Hmm. sings a song for you, you think. Wow. Looks like it's looking at you and then it uh, flies away. Whereas that's okay. All right. That's your one. Okay. Okay. You were, you're starting to be concerned about the intent of it singing to you. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I was wondering like, am I losing it? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're a Disney princess. Yeah. I mean, I did picture Mary Poppins with a little bird on her. It's not creepy. Okay. okay. I just had to walk through it. Hold on. All right. Fair. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Dare you question my scale. Uh, Though. Mary Poppins has many creepy elements, but moving on, a 10 would be very creepy. Like you walk outdoors and you notice like on all the high surfaces, like every nearby building, the like chain link fence nearby, like every one of them has presumably a bird, but it's more the size and shape of a man. It looks like there's like (laughs) men dressed as birds, like (laughs) They're very elaborate <laughs> costumes, but no bird is that size. And they're all saying things like squawk and chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> Just little men dressed as birds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's a ton. God, I forgot even what I was doing. This is so uncreepy. Um, sometimes you guys, we like go undercover in cults. That's why this standard is here. But it does not apply. Zero. Not creepy. <laughs> I'm safe at home drinking coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. One. Okay. Great. Wow. Explaining the scale took a lot longer than <laughs> judging that. All right. Favorite moment. Oh, okay. Um, Let's bring that back. Yeah, why not? Okay. Weird one to bring it back on. But okay. Um, My favorite moment was... God. Um. Yeah, God. My favorite moment was Jesus Christ, our Lord. (laughs) I mean, I guess it was when I was making a video of the first time I drank it, and then I went back and looked at the video, and just as I turned away from the camera, my cat had jumped up on the counter and showed the world her asshole just as close up as possible. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So we got to put that video up. I was going to say arriving early at the coffee shop and waiting with my wife, but I figure I can introduce another story, which was my son, Drew, asking me if they claimed that it helps you deflect bullets. I think it was a joke, but he asked. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I meant to ask my friend Lucian, who's the only person I know who regularly has to wear a bulletproof vest. I wanted to ask him if this is anything anything like that. (laughs) 
Uh, thankfully, nowhere in their copious literature do they claim that it will help you avoid being shot. That would really increase the, the danger, danger rating. rating. No kidding. So let's ask them. <laughs> let's try to get them on here and ask them if someone shoots at me while I'm drinking this, am I fine? Okay. 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 Great. Hot drinks rating? Good. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join J-O-I-N. Thank you for making all of these investigations possible. Yeah. There's so much fun stuff to come. Mm-hmm. It's not all just coffee, though there is more <laughs> coffee coming. <laughs> the coffee gets worse, you guys. <sighs> Coffee's really going to take a turn. You can also support us by buying a Jumbotron, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, or leaving us a positive review, or telling a friend, or knitting a tea cozy that says on rack. Ooh, that sounds nice. Tea cozy. Or making your cat a little collar that says on rack. One of our listeners did send me a picture of him writing on rack backwards on his bathroom mirror in red. Oh, nice. Good on him. And remember, Remember. from the documentary Fat Fiction. It was through his own discovery of a high-fat, low-carb diet that Dave Asprey lost more than 100 pounds, and he's kept it off for 10 years. In 2004, after I lost a bunch of the weight I wanted to lose, I decided to go to Tibet to learn meditation from the masters. And I'm at 18,000 feet elevation in a very remote part of Tibet, 10 degrees below zero, 30 mile an hour winds, and I'm feeling kind of wrecked because there's no air and it's cold. And this little Tibetan woman gave me a bowl of yak butter tea, which is yak butter mixed with tea and a pinch of salt. All right, fine, I'm hungry. I drank it. Didn't taste great, didn't taste bad. But a minute later, like, I feel really good. In fact, I haven't felt this good in days. What is happening? And I wrote a little note in my journal. How could this be? And that day I had another 20 cups of it and I just felt like I got my life back. Dave came back to the States and adapted his yak butter tea experience to coffee. What happens when you give a bug recreational drugs? What was the first recorded sound? How do we figure out how old the Earth is? Let's find out together on our show, Let's Learn Everything, where we learn anything and everything interesting. My name's Caroline, and I studied biodiversity and conservation. My name's Tom, and I studied computer science and cognitive... Blah, 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 blah. Mm, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and my name's Ella, and I studied stem cells and regenerative medicine. On our show, we do as much research as you would for a class, but we don't get in trouble for making each other laugh. And we get to say f***. <laughs> the trailer (laughs) subscribe to let's learn everything every other thursday on maximum fun are you ready to binge watch something old the greatest generation is a podcast about star trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a star trek podcast hosted by me ben harrison and me adam pranica we get into the critical the technical the science fictional aspects of the show we love 
while roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and we've just begun Star Trek Voyager. So now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and become a friend of DeSoto today. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.